Welcome to the Second Chance Podcast, where we explore the deeper inner of the human psyche, find new ways to reinvent and invent ourselves for the better, for the wiser, for the more rational, and the happier and more contemporary. Form of, of religious, of religious actions, and if anything, life itself. There's this... And it's, and it's well understood that the idea of, of just saying things that are not sourced from the heart itself, meaning they're, they're sourced from somewhere else that you're, you're imposing on your own lips and heart, will always lack that, that romantic um, self-expression that that is so potent and worthy of the finest, uh, the finest uh, um, achievement, the finest, meaning the, the, the highest regard of, of prayer. So I'm not gonna argue that out because it would be foolish of me to say that that, that first drop of oil that you get from the olive that that highest thickness and, and fatness of 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 that of that produce is is what what the heart just comes up with 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 the entire body and mind and spirit involved in that process without any real intervention from outside the self now but also take in mind that there's no, no such thing as not having a society or, or the world around us to intervene with with our uh, with our thoughts, feelings, prayers, words. We're all in one big mosh. We're, we're, we're feeding off each other, we're giving to each other. And you know, there are many things that will predetermine in a certain sense our existence and our life. So even the notion of, of free, true expression will always have a pull from multiple sources that are not in our free will or in our control. Now, that being said, that being said, my, we're gonna go, we're gonna deviate for a second. That being said, free will in general, I don't believe to be in the moment, meaning our moment right now, me choosing to speak right now and you choosing to listen, that, that, that doesn't have so much freedom because there's so many exterior elements that brought that about. And even your choice itself was based off previous notions of being, which is based off other experiences and so forth. But that being said, I think laying out right now in our current real time experience, we can lay out a future free will, a future power of free will, a future power of true expression where I set the tone uh, in real time. I set the tone of what I would like in the future. For example, I envision something. 
I sit here and I decide to envision um, the the job that I want, the the career that I want. Right, I'm sitting here and I'm envisioning it. I'm, I'm painting it, and I'm you know playing myself as the avatar within that experience of what it would be like and how would I would enjoy it and connect to it. Now you're right that this idea of me connecting to this career would be would be outside of my free will but i have a i have a choice to expand it right so either i could connect to the this career you know very superficially you know or i could i could decide to just dramatize it and i don't think that dramatizing is is a choice of previous experience because we're 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 having that power and ability to dramatize, um, and I don't think the argument could go that there's a causality of that of that dramatization from a previous from from an outside source. It's meaning we're we're always going to paint the same painting. The question is how much contrast, how much color we're going to put into the painting. I think that's. That would be a great analogy. We're, we're always going to paint that portrait of that person or that scenery. We're always going to paint that because there's so much that's predetermining our painting. Now, as we paint the color of the background, the, the highlights of that color, the, 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 the depth of that color is our choice because we could say, okay, let's make this the most grand painting possible or we could say okay let's just keep it mundane and 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 fruitless so that that's what i'm emphasizing now that that idea that we don't really have free will in 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 real time and if we really think about it we don't because there's so much predetermining our being but we do have that that free expression to dramatize it to really open up the gates of 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 our imprintation on this this predetermined experience and that's where the true soul lies and i and it means soul not in the in the in the true sense of soul as an identity but the soul as in the the color of life the vitality of life so let's go back to like the the highest level of prayer the highest level of prayer is the dramatization of those predetermined words and thoughts that you were going to about you're about to say it's the and it's not in real time i apologize it's not it's not the dramatization right now in, in choice of of taking the of of taking the the constant experiences of life and and deciding even though there's that predetermined leaning towards one side over the other or some mechanism that brought a fourth one choice over another there's that choice in real time to, to stretch it or to or to or to choose to uh, compress it i mean let's say we have a um a temptation towards so, something we know we shouldn't we shouldn't pursue and that temptation is possibly not in our free will, but it's how we treat it. It's how we treat it. Imagine the thought being an avatar, a person of some sort, 
And that person is going to be there. Now, we get to choose how to have a relationship with that. So it's really the relationship with our predetermined parts of us. And that's where the real, the real free will shows up. And then what comes out of it is, let's say, this final prayer. Now, the prayer itself in real time, even with all its dramas, is mostly predetermined from two ports. One, the our, our constant, uh, the causality that is not in our control. And the second is our dramatization and relationship with our experiences as we go along till the point of this prayer. Now, if that prayer has a connection to the drama that we've imposed, we've chosen to impose on the predetermined parts of ourselves, then that prayer is the highest regard. Now, if we leave that and we go to, as we move the lever towards more of the predetermined parts of herself, then the prayer lacks the imprintation of, of who we are as people. And that and that will, will, will decide the value and the, the, the power of the prayer. Now, when we, go, when we go and take a prayer outside, a ritual text, you know, uh, in Judaism we have the, you know, the, the chakras, the mincha, the marv, the, the ritual fine-tuned text, possibly more fine-tuned than our, our availability to vocabulary based on our lives. The one thing that it does lack is it's completely predetermined. One is because our connection to that text is very predetermined because of, of our culture and our connection to our culture. And secondly, just by the fact that it's written by someone else, being and telling you that this is a great way to connect to God, it itself demonstrates that like disconnect between our true expression. So you hear my argument and, you, and you're saying, and, and this is something I've, I've said many times, like, okay, so let's let go of the ritual text and only have this fine-tuned prayer of true soul and always moving that lever towards the our personal imprintations of our experience, meaning our relevancy towards those words, what's truly relevant to us in real time and based on our free will and truth that we've imposed on our predetermined parts of ourselves. So why not just seek that and do that well? Now, the truth is that up until we had this um, ritual text, that's, that's how it did go. The prayer wasn't consistent, it wasn't ritualized, it was personal and relevant to, to the specific moment in time. But now that we have it, now that someone, somewhere, some people have introduced us to these fine words. The, the gain of these words is that when we speak them, we, we listen to our voice. And it's important to speak it as opposed to mumble it because then it's just a thought. And because it's, it's so distant from who we are because it's someone else's written words in a different generation in time, Listening to those words will enact uh, a, a chance of commitment towards 
the, the expression of those words. Now, you're right, this prayer will never become a true expression and won't be the finest of prayer. But what it does do is it gives, it gives opportunity to, for you to impose uh, a direction of, of expression. Meaning, what makes us connect to one thing over another? We need a story to tell us which way to go. We need someone, we need our, our beings to have this, like, like someone who's been traumatized or abused as a child will maybe seek out to help others as their life goes along. They needed that story to bring them to this. You need this story to connect the things. And when you speak these words, you allow the expression of those, those writers to, to impart, not on your heart really, but on your mind to, to a point of, 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 of a story where you will now seek, you say, okay, so you said the whole Sefer tell him, right? It's not your words, it's someone else's words, long time ago. Even if you connected to it, it's very surfaced. And, and truth is when you do actually connect to the words and you're, you're feeling this emotional, attachment it's not the words but it's your let's say you know some some sort of text but that connection to the word is not what's happening it's actually the word is is bringing about an opportunity and and uh, portal towards your own imagery towards a different sense of text it's not going to be actual text that you're going to impose on these words but it's going to be this imagery that's connected to yourself as if it's your own prayer but that's the highest level to connect to text. We can't go any higher because the text is fundamentally not ours. And it will never be ours. And we know that fundamentally. And God knows that. Now, the opportunity that the text can bring is that it imposes imposes a, a direction where, okay, this is, this is a fine expression that I'm connecting to, although it's not mine. I can use this as a, as, a, as a sample that when I go out in my life and, and seek expression, these will, will intermingle and, and, and teach me, be the mentor towards my truth and my connection. Now, there are those that maybe will argue that, well, isn't that a false expression ultimately because you're expressing based on your copy of a of a of a of a, a similar expression and the, and the truth is it is true ultimately in the beginning that's what it's going to be it's going to be this sort of mesh integration between a, a sample of what it's supposed to be and you as who you are in true real time so my my argument to that my argument to that to that uh development is that yeah that's the initial but then eventually there will be that point where you'll you'll throw away the sample and it has to be dramatic and it has to be intense almost seemingly sinful where you're like get the sitter away get the words away this is me meaning it's it's, it's, it's the same relationship with anything. Like you have a father, right? 
the father raises the child and there's this deep dependency and then there's the pushing away of the father as the child develops his own independency and there's almost this point where the child's like the father does not exist and is not relevant to me because i am truly relevant to myself it's almost like in a, a really dramatic word but kill the father to allow the son to live right that that's what's happening and the hebrew word nar is no art to push away it's, it's really happening and anytime there's a mentoring and anytime there's an imposition of something fake but necessary to teach, there has to be a point where the student pushes away the teacher and becomes the teacher and disregards the teacher in an aggressive manner. And it has to be aggressive because it's, it's, it's a gaining of independence from, from what was really what was really imposing all truth on this person. So gaining that impetus has to be a dramatic push away and not something to be alarmed about, but something that's so true and necessary. So the text, let's say saying the Tehillim is that the text is there to impose the sample where there's some sort of integration and then of throwing away the text and allowing the, the self to be. Now, Maybe there will be an argument in some people's minds that maybe we don't need mentors and samples of how to be. Maybe we can just be as we are. The difficulty with that, I, th I can think of this two ways. One is that why are you so, why are you pushing the agenda of trying to have free expression without any sampling or mentoring to teach you the way? If inevitably you have so much predetermined parts of yourself that is already that you're raised by parents, you're raised by a society. So all these things are anyways mentors. They're, they're mentors because they teach you. And so, so why all of a sudden stop now to find free expression? Allow more mentors. At least you'll be choosing the mentors at some level. Maybe there's a predetermined aspect to it, but you'll be choosing your mentors and then but now you'll know one thing. I need to get rid of my mentors at some point and, and find that independence. And then take in more mentors and then get rid of them and take in more. That's one thing, meaning it's hypocritical a little bit because we're anyways living a life of constantly being taught things. So why not, why not introduce the teaching instead of it being forced upon us without our control? That's one point. The second point is where are we going to find where are we going to find true prayer if we don't have the uh, liturgical forms of prayer that we know so well meaning you can't be a poet without reading poetry you can't just wake up one day and be a poet without reading a single poet a poem without meeting any any poets without any connection to them how are you going to form a poem the poem is based on a societal form of a form of expression of soul that has been introduced and developed throughout history and you need to connect to that to, to have that poem or you'll have you won't even have the name poem it wouldn't be an articulated form of that expression it might be something else so just getting the category of poem is it's necessary to read poems. 
Now, the same thing is true with anything in life, and it's, and it's definitely true with prayer. So this is where I tell you that we don't have in us the capacity to be the beginning of man till the end of man and and work on integrating all of the developments of society and in all fronts with just our little selves in our short span of lifetime of 70, 80, 90 years. We just don't have it in us. We can't do it, even if we had a hundred minds. The development of what we have from society is is based on billions and billions of people over billions uh, over over many many years. So, that being said, we 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 don't, we don't have the capacity to get it f from just ourselves. So we should seek out mentors at times. So that's my argument. It's kind of sad because there there is the notion where like, oh no, I want free expression without the teaching, but it's it's being I think a lot of that motivation to say it like, no, I want this free expression is coming from a place of lack of gratitude. Like, do you not recognize that your father and mother brought you here? Your society has given you so much to be alive and safe and have food and drink like there's so many elements that you you are receiving for your existence and for your for your life that that is that you didn't earn that is being given to you and and the most you can do i'm not i'm not trying to bring out guilt feelings i'm trying to demonstrate that there's 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 a lack of awareness of what you're getting already and once you recognize that you're getting all these things without yourself being earning it necessarily, you will, you will allow them to teach you further. Meaning just like they give you food and water, allow them to teach you information and, and, and goodness of being. Now you have the opportunity at that point to integrate it and then push it away and then integrate again and push away to formulate the individual that you wish to become with a form of true expression, a form of predetermination. So you have that opportunity because that, that, that's, an, that's, that's a way of success, but that way of ignoring what is already given to you and acting as if you are just here based on your own abilities and that you don't need anything to teach you how to be and it could all come from within is 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 not being truthful about the the environment that you are in. And 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 in truth, gratitude is a sense of truth. In truth, gratitude is a sense of truth. And and it's it's a very important trait to have. And without gratitude, we 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 lack awareness and we lack we lack a a resonation with with our experience of self because we're we're not there's no causality and we're just we're stuck in space and time as opposed to the gratitude uh, the gracious one the gratitude is is allowing allowing the admittance of, of so many components that are bringing about the being that you are and there is a time to find 
um, pride in who you are, but it's very small in the huge picture. That's why it can never be an identification. Whatever pride becomes identification, then there's a complete ignorance of ignorance of, of every other causality. But just to find that one little thing that that's your importation of life. And that that's what you're going to get known for because it's so true and real to yourself. And that you could find happiness, let's not call it pride, happiness. And although it'll never become your identity because there's so many components and uh, givers that are making up the person that you are. And if you don't see what I'm saying, then I invite you to seek it and look it out and ask yourself how vulnerable you are on society and how necessary you need everyone else and especially God. So that's my uh, argument against those who think ritual text is, uh, is problematic fundamentally. And also my argument of those who think that ritual text is the, the, the highest form of connection. You know, because there is a limit and it always will be that the highest level of ritual test text is is sometimes the lowest level of free expression. Although free expression has to be really free expression. and That's another discussion. Anyway, I wish you great prayers. Thanks for listening. And if you would like to see the video version of this, check out my channel on YouTube.